Welcome to this special edition of the Value Through Vulnerability podcast. This is on behalf of the Have Courage Summit, which launches next Monday, the 11th of February. I'm really grateful to have Annie Tufnell joining me today to discuss all things courage. And she is from Phoenix. So hi there, Annie. Hi. Hello, Gary. Hi. Um, thank you for this opportunity. It's very exciting. Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you for joining me. And for, for those that may not know you, would you mind just sharing with the listeners a bit more background? So who is Annie? What are you doing for work? And what are you passionate about? Right. Who's Annie? Um, Annie had a, an interesting journey, which um, sort of ended up in HR. That was from one, running a wine cocktail bar in, um, in London years ago, and then suddenly becoming more formalised with HR, with other companies, different industries. And, um, but along, along that way, um, I did find I really enjoyed coaching people and supporting them. And, and that's lent itself well with HR. And as I was actually with an engineering company, which is quite small, um, I had access, which was great. It was hands-on HR generalist and, and I had access to apprentices all the way up to the directors. Um, that journey ended um, a couple of years ago where the company was bought out and my role was absorbed within the business and the purchase. And then it's a case, okay, what do I do now? Um, and like with everyone who's experienced this, it's pretty daunting. And as I was sort of creeping up to uh, 60, it was even more so thinking, hmm, okay, I've experienced it in HR. Is, does ageism really exist? So um, anyway, I went along the conventional route thinking I'd just continue with maybe some contract work. Um, I had to the old contract, but was, my heart wasn't really in it. And then it really changed things when I decided go for what you really want to do, Annie. This is the time to do it. If you're ever going to do it, do it now. And um, so that's when I decided that um, I'd actually studied NLP and I was an NLP practitioner in 2003 with John Seymour, JSNLP, who worked with Tom Grinder and, um, and Bandler, and um, so Stephen Grinder, sorry, and uh, Richard Bandler. And um, that I really enjoyed. And I thought, well, maybe I'll just um, shape up on my coaching. And that's really where my journey started and opened doors for me. And I loved it. And I met the same type of people. I was in, enhancing, reinforcing my skills and learning new things. And um, within that, um, I had an interesting situation because I was um, discovering autism, which had never happened, you know, so had not come to my door before, but we actually have got autism in the family. And I was fascinated as to how um, we could actually use NLP with coaching. And lo and behold, 91 Untold, we're doing a course in um, coaching, um, supporting autism. So I thought, Eureka, this is it, this is meant to be. And I do believe in serendipity. So as a result of all of that, um, I'm studying with 91 Untold, studied autism, positive psychology as well. And, and I'm now doing train trainer. So looking at change facilitation and with from all of that, I've also created Phoenix Guidance. I'm the founder of Phoenix Guidance. The website is currently being built up, but there is a holding page there for you to see. 
So please do go and have a look. And as it states, Phoenix rising up from the ashes, it just came to me. I thought it was very symbolic and it would support people um, in different walks of life who were coming to a change and they, they were ready for a change, but they needed support. So as with all the ethics of NLP, neurolinguistic programming, you do not <clears throat> tell people what to do you support them, you put them in the right place and you look at their behaviors that they've had to date. Do they serve them? What may need to change in order for them to achieve what they want to achieve? So, so that is, that's it in a nutshell. That's wonderful. And I think, thank, thank you for sharing. I think it's really interesting that for you to have risen from the flames you have, because as we spoke before we came on, came on to, to start this chat, Annie, you know, it's it's quite a courageous move, and as you say, for me, you know, age is irrelevant for me. But there is clearly an issue with ageism in the workplace. You know, I see it myself. You know, it is there. There's no point of ignoring this learned behaviour that is out there. But I love how you have. You sound so driven and energised by this new path that you're on. So how does that how does that feel for you? Did it take courage for you to set up Phoenix Guidance, or was it, or do you feel you was pulled to, to pulled to do it somehow? Well, it did. And it's interesting, this thing about courage, because um, um, within having this time away from the conventional Monday to Friday work and, you know, sort of having a responsible position and um, not having, you know, having that time to think and having that time to read and talk and discuss. Um, I've, I've come across some great people and great books. And in that, one of them was... Um, <clears throat> Uh, Victor Frankl, and he um, he was in the concentration camps. He's um, a psychotherapist, um, and he he wrote a book called. Um, it was referring to um, searching for the meaning of life. Um, and correct me if I haven't got the title quite right. But the main thing out of that was life's purpose. It was why people survived in the concentration camps. The ones that survived and the ones that didn't. And, and he noted that the ones that survived had a meaning, that they had a reason to live, however devastating their situation was and how appalling the conditions. They either had a book to finish, they had a family to return to, they had a painting to finish, they had a musical, whatever it was, to complete. They were things that was in their soul, in their heart, that just kept them going. So regardless... And I, I do feel there have been times in my life when I've done things and where it's the gut feeling. It's, and I'm sure we've all, you know, we all have done this. Where How many times have you said, I knew I shouldn't have done that. I knew it. <laughs> I had that feeling and I knew it. Yeah. And it's the gut feeling. And so many of us don't go by that. And one of the things I want to do with Phoenix Guidance is, is help and support people to get back into... Um, trusting their feelings trusting their own direction because so many times we look outside for the solutions the help what i should be doing at the convention you know and then that's where you know sort of brené brown i just love um his researcher and her book braving the wilderness and and i've got it here in front of me it's the quest for true belonging and the courage to stand alone and very definitely i feel that um, one time I left London. I didn't know. I decided I needed to come down to the West Country. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't have a job. 
I knew one personal school friend as a base, as an anchor. And everyone said, oh my God, I don't believe what you're doing. But I just had trust. I just knew. And, and it's basically looking at that goal, looking at the horizon and just keeping your eye on the horizon. And like all sailors do, I believe, that's what they do. They keep just looking there and you know, they don't look at the mass of water around them. They think, oh, there's a lot to get through. We're not there yet. We can't see land. But you just keep going, keep going and just focus on your target and your goal. And everything will fall into place. And, and it's like magic. But if you don't have that goal to start with, you won't go anywhere. So, um, so yeah, I think it's a life purpose. It's, um, you know, it's daunting. It's exciting as well. And it's a lot of things you have to learn, things you can get wrong. You know, I've had a couple of hiccups with setting up the website. Um, and, um, but it, it, it'll all come together. And I'm thinking also, it's okay. It doesn't have to happen today. And I think that's an important thing to um, pass on to people. There's no rush. There's no rush. Take your time. When you feel it's right, it'll happen. Like they say, teachers appear when you're ready. Um, and, and they do, they pop up. Collaborators, like-minded people. And like Brenny talks about it, she was on her own. She talked about being out in the forest and um, finding your own tribe. And when I'm coaching autistic, I'm coaching autistic students at university, who's incredibly brave and courageous. You know, without being diagnosed, she's managed to get to university. And through, through coaching and, and support from the mother, she has now been diagnosed um, through the university, which is wonderful, well done, um, Brighton University. Um, the disability team um, um, found that she had dyslexia, dyspraxia and dyscalculia. And she's a graphics designer and she's managed all this time with those, uh, those problems, you know, sort of those disabilities as we call them. But it, they were easily resolved. They've given her help and support. And she's flying. And she will still have obstacles along the way. But that's a big one out of the way for her. And um, she's had the courage to just keep going. You know, and she's up there at the university and she's doing her final year now. And um, so, yeah, I think I've answered the question. Have I? <laughs> <laughs> Annie, it's, it's brilliant. I'm, really I'm actually sitting here, and for anyone that's, there's, I'm sure other people are hearing as you speak. You've given just so much to unpack in a short amount of time. So I just want to summarise a few things for those that are listening to us and to, to play back to you. I love the point you said about trusting your own direction. You know, I think that's really because how often, how often do we not trust ourselves? We seek for others to make decisions for us because maybe it's easier. Or you can blame someone then if it doesn't work. Now, to really take accountability, I think, takes courage. Is that something you would challenge or agree with? From your, from I your certainly point? would agree on that, most definitely. Um, and um, I've, I've experienced that in, in many aspects of my life, not just on the career side, but also on the personal side, where, um, you know, it's actually stepping away from relationships at the 11th hour. Mm -hmm. It's a scary thing to do. Very, very scary. Um, there was one time when I was actually going to sell my house, my whole life was going to change and it was all going to happen. You know, it's like these, you know, these partners who run down the aisles, I can't do it. <laughs> it's that same thing, but you need to do it. And in my instance, um, with doing that, um, there wasn't a huge volcano. The world didn't stop 
and and the partner I was going to be with ended up with his his first lovely wife who he was with and it's sort of gone full circle and they're very happy so they've remarried and it's all lovely and um so they're happy and I'm happy so it's it's when you actually decide to do something don't think about the consequences you, you just got to think about from your perspective you know is it right for you don't think about, you know, of course have concern, you know, you do have an effect on other people and it's like a ripple in a pond, whatever you do and whatever you think. However, if you're not doing it with true sincerity, it will get very, very messy and you'll be there regretting. And that's what I have personally done in the past, going back to relationships or staying in a job. And then you're there, you think, nah, I should have moved. Or, no, we shouldn't have got back together again because it wasn't really right. And you just know, again, you're feeling, your whole body tells you if you listen to it. And you, you know, courage, just courage of your own conviction, as they say, and, and walk away. And things will be okay. They really will. You've just got to have faith. Have faith and trust. I love that's so 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 powerful because you know that that gut thing is so funny because I you know putting on this summit that you know that this uh, wonderful podcast is accompanying that was really for me going actually am I going to keep playing small and actually going we could do this differently or we could do that am I actually going to do something about it Annie you know yeah. but I can talk down the pub all day with my mates about how the world should change or you know I've got this going on or they've got that going on or why doesn't the world change but at some point we have to step over the precipice don't we and, you, you, did, set up, yeah. you set up Phoenix, I'm doing the summit. You know, at some yeah. point, we've got to step into the light, haven't we? I feel. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. And, and it's just um, so exciting, you know. Um, and I think, like they say, I mean, you can teach anyone in theory how to swim, but they'll never know until they actually get into that water and experience it for themselves. Yeah, it's, you've got to do it yourself, you, you've got to just dive in. And, um, and just go for it and, uh, and it's an exciting experience and you've got to think about well what's the worst thing that's going to happen you know really you know um, I think people hang on to hang on to the material things too much and they don't look at the opportunities and the different ways plan A plan B you know and um, you know it's 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 okay you know it's, uh, and it's you'll, you'll just come out a better person whatever way it is it, at least you can say you tried as well and you know I, it brings me to um sort of people like the the um you know the amazing um inventors like edison light bulb i love his story how it was how many thousands and thousands of times did he try and get that light bulb to flicker and to create light and everyone would say i oh, forget it forget it what are you doing with Daisy? honestly just go and get get a proper job <sighs> go and do something why are you fiddling around with that thing still and he just kept saying the more and more I do not succeed, the less there will be left. So I will, it's the law of average. I will, I'll have to find that solution. I've just got to keep going. Just got to keep going. And, um, and it's so true because it could just be the next one just around the corner. And everything we have around us, it wasn't the first time that it was created. You know, there were prototypes there were trials, you know, and people didn't give up. Apple didn't give up, you know, the wonderful Apple, you know, you know, Dyson, you know, anything, the cars, everything, you know, they, they started from something very small and it's like, you know, pony and trap, 
happiness and people actually died trying to fly but you know they died happy like well i had a go <laughs> and there's no frustration you know so um, and thank you for the guys that you know there were casualties along the way for us to develop so yeah it's, it's, it's really interesting what i'm hearing what i'm hearing you talk about there annie is something around like you say it doesn't have to be a big bang it doesn't have to be world changing but the courage part is actually starting yeah. or taking that first step sometimes yes yeah yeah it is um and it's um <clears throat> i think there's something that niggles at you it certainly did with me um that um and, and the courage is, I mean, Bernie talks about the courage being, you know, basically getting out into the arena, mm. you know, to actually, and can you have vulnerability? Um, can you have courage without vulnerability and without the anxiety and the stress? And to a certain extent, you can't. Well, she's, no, you definitely can't. There has to be that you know i was quite anxious about um i was looking forward to this but just before i actually clicked on to connect with you there was that stomach changing oh my goodness you know because i haven't done anything like this before and um it's, it's, it's pretty daunting and you know brenny talks about her first um ted talk and both her husband and her therapist said don't look at the comments the critiques don't read them so of course she read them all and it was like, oh, this is how they're all saying about me. And it was all very personal things, critical. But you will always get a percentage. And also, people see it from different perspectives, what's being said. And they say there's no such thing as bad publicity either. So at least they're commenting. And you are shifting. You're shifting things, you know. And, and you know, if you're standing up there and, you know, for all the world to see, you know, how you look, how you dress, are you big, are you fat, you know, have you dyed your hair, haven't you dyed your hair, and all that stuff. People, the ones who are actually picking at how you look at, they, they've lost the plot because they're not listening. They're not listening to you. You're up there to say something. And that's thing I like about Brené Brown. Sometimes she'll be asked to speak somewhere and they want her to wear a suit and she'll say, no, I'm here to, you know, I've done amazing research. I've found some amazing things out. And I'm going to be telling incredibly, you know, sort of life-changing things to these people. You don't do it in a suit, you know. I, I'm, I'm one of them, you know. I want to have a chat with them and say, okay, guys, it's amazing. This is what I discovered. You know, we've done this research the last two years, and this is what we found out. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's how you approach and how you connect with people. And you can't do that by sort of, you know, sort of wearing uniforms and you know sort of what is the real you you know people hide behind that sometimes i think and uh the vulnerability is actually just saying well this is who i am and this is what i've got to say and that takes courage that really does that's that's, that's a wonderful share and I, you know i've read the same book actually annie uh, brave in the wilderness yeah. i remember actually there was so brenna at the end i think it's december 2017 done a wonderful facebook live i don't know if you've seen it and she was talking about white supremacy and uh -huh. I found got death threats off the back of the Facebook Live. Just to oh. talk about courage. Like mm -hmm. this is someone that just so believes in trying to shift the conversation around emotion and vulnerability and courage. Mm -hmm. That yeah. she's speaking about things like white supremacy. You know, whatever anybody's view is on that, the point mm -hmm. is to try to have the conversation. And I found yeah. got death threats. And that, for me, that is the ultimate courage to go public yeah. live and talk about something that you believe in. 
yeah in a balanced and, just, in a, in a, in a balanced way to try and have a conversation it's just like wow yeah it is incredible yeah and you look at people like martin luther and you know everyone gandhi you know they stood out totally exposed and they did you know they were assassinated sadly and um but that didn't stop them you know all the great speakers because it's what they believe in mm-hmm. and in the very fact that they are assassinated that says something as well you know it's um it, it just compounds you know the, the the message and the story i think and um you know it's, it's good they were long enough you know on this planet to be able to say what they did and it's you know that their words live on you know and, and support people so we're not saying here we're hoping this isn't the result of anyone's <laughs> rising for the ashes it's going up not down <laughs> yeah, love it thank, thank <laughs> you for clarifying that <laughs> <laughs> what, what, I, what i'm really interested in as well i love this piece you're talking about being the real you because i think that for me and the speakers i've spoken so so far on the summit mm-hmm. that is one of the big themes that's coming out is how much of you do you really show whether it be at work whether it's in your personal life with your partner friends family yeah really interesting because i wonder how often do we actually take the time to reflect on that how much am i bringing to my relationships in every part of my life yeah it it is very interesting because i mean i have had an upbringing where and this is where it probably likes to take me so long (laughs) to to get to my life's purpose you know so it's been you know needling and stabbing me and i'm gonna say ah it's all right let's keep going and um but you know I, i was in a situation where um I, I was in a very controlled environment where I, I was pleasing. I, I was I found my way of surviving, and is it? Everybody has a way of surviving. They use different techniques. My survival technique was to be good, and and I'm, you know, I've I've shown over the years that you know I'm not a goody goody, and you know I can go off the rails like anybody, you know, um, and experiment things, but. At that time for survival, to keep a roof over my head, clothes on my back and food in my stomach, I behaved as I was expected to behave. So I didn't go out of line. And there's a member in that family who thought I was a goody-goody. And I remember thinking back on it in later years and think, well, actually, no, I wasn't. It was just that was my way of survival. Other people would hit out and fight. And, uh, and I thought, no, I'll just keep your head down, and keep going. Just, just play the game. Just do what you're expected to do um, until such time you can actually fly off and do your own thing. So, yeah, and, and so I think people adapt and, and, and they, they role play. They definitely do. And you see this most definitely, obviously, with autism, um, where they do, you know, the girls are very difficult to diagnose because they're very good at role playing. And this is the thing about being um, conventional, wanting to fit in. I think the majority of us do that. And, um, you know, it, it is a case of if, if it serves you at that time, that's fine. But ideally, you want to get out of that and, and really be the real you because the stress it can take its toll as well. So and I think, yes, it, it is a case sometimes you know there is a role to play in certain situations however you must be true to yourself and, and if you're playing a role that really doesn't sit with you well get out of that you know, don't stay there because it will make you ill you know 
yeah, mentally ill or physically ill. So I think, and then there is a time, and I think that's where, you know, the leverage as well, sort of like they always say that, you know, something has to happen in order for major change to take place. Um, and, and there has to be a strong enough desire for that change to happen or you're put in a situation where it forces you and you you effectively so it's the you know things like redundancy breakup of marriage or death or partnership or family something like that will change your life there'll be the choices and crossroads and then that is when you have a choice so do you go back down the old conventional route which I could have done, I, you know, if I'd knocked on enough doors, I would have got a job, you know. I could have got any job, you know. I could work in the local supermarket. I know I could get a job, but I didn't want a job, just a job. I thought, no, now's the time where I really want to do what I want to do. And um, it's, um, and I want to focus on that as well. So um, that's, for me, it's working. I, I feel like it's, it's definitely the right thing. And, um, and I'm very happy I've made that choice. And I, it sits well with me. I feel comfortable. I'm in a good place. So, and I've got very exciting projects um, ahead, which um, you know, keep in touch with Phoenix Guidance and you'll see and um, be happy to collaborate with those who are interested. Well, Annie, it's been such a rich conversation. Honestly, I've just got so many more questions, but I better keep it to the half an hour that we discuss. Okay. Um, what I would say, just before you let people know how they can get hold of you other me other mediums, I just want to just come back to something you opened with, which was beautiful. For anyone that's listening to us now, just think about what, are you, what painting are you not finishing? What book are you not writing because of fear or because you're lacking the courage to step into that version of yourself that you want to? I just want to leave that with people because you've given so much advice and wisdom how for people to step into that version of themselves that they might want. So... So as we wrap up, how, how else can people find you? Maybe sort of social media or do you have an email address where people can contact you, Annie? Right. The email address is um, annie at phoenixguidance.co.uk. There is an info one as well. Um, and um, I'm on LinkedIn. <clears throat> and um, Twitter is being sorted out. I am tweeting. Um, but uh, So you can certainly find me on Twitter. And that's why it's great to find Gary there yourself thank you and um reason for me being here because um i could see in commonality and um you know like-mindedness um and um my mobile number is 0784 1571 um and um i think that's it so, yes. Perfect. they're the best ways to contact me wonderful well i'll make sure i add all of those to the show notes anyway so people can find them at the bottom of the podcast as well so you're an absolute joy annie have a great day thanks for your time thank you you too thank you cheers